Welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Merritt. Okay, that was really weird. I didn't start with a hey friends. I was just going to go with it, but it's just too weird. I'm a hey friends person. That's how I'm going to start all my podcasts. Noted now. (laughs) So before we go into the second part of our interview with pastors Chris and Mike, I did want to say that I get it if you guys are like, whoa, this topic is huge and there is so much here that I don't understand. I get you. I was learning a lot in this interview as well. There was so much to soak in, so much to learn, and this is a very, very big topic. So I totally understand if maybe you're like, okay, I think I'm going to come back to this interview another date, especially if you're just diving into the Bible, especially if you just gained a relationship with Christ, especially if you're just starting out your walk, right? So this is huge. And there is a lot we go through. And I think the biggest thing that you guys can take away from all this is that it's important to not focus on the end times. Let's not get obsessed with the end times. That's Let's not like live our lives focusing on what the end times are going to look like, starting, you know, our own conspiracy theories of what the future will hold. Because you guys, our end is never an end, right? As soon as we die, we have an eternity with Christ. And that is so awesome. But let's not focus on what it's going to look like when the end times come. Okay, so I just wanted to note that a little bit because I get you if you're just a little overwhelmed, okay? (laughs) But this is a great, we're going to kind of finish our topic on the end times from Monday, but we're going to go into heaven. What is heaven going to be like? What can we know right now about heaven? And so that kind of uplifts, 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 there's the word everything for us. I feel like Revelations is just very scary when you go to read it. I don't know. Hard to understand. But heaven is just this amazing thing. And that is really where our hope should lie in is this amazing place where we get to spend the rest of our lives with Christ. So anyways, this is a long episode as well. So there is not going to be a outro this time just because I don't want to I'm talking so much right now I don't want to make it even longer at the end of this episode so anyways I hope you guys enjoy this and I hope you guys are gaining so much from this conversation Uh, but let's go ahead and dive into this interview okay let's move on because I think we could talk on that for a little while but um will there this is a good one okay will there be a second chance for salvation after the rapture? Well, um, first of all, we know uh, that many will be deceived. There's a deception. We yeah. read about that. And that was part of the passage that I read there out of Thessalonians uh, or in that context. Right. There's a great deception that, that Satan uh, brings upon people. But during the tribulation, there will be people coming to Christ. Um, Absolutely. I would think so, right? Because you're seeing it all happen. Right, right. People are coming to Christ. (laughs) And the question that people have had, if they heard the gospel before the rapture, during the tribulation, can they say, can they realize, wow, 
I miss the rapture. Mm, I, yeah. I Now I want to believe. The Bible is unclear, except I would say this, Peter tells us, the Apostle Peter, whosoever will may come. And uh, so I think that if someone places their faith in Christ, he's not going to say, if they don't follow the great this great delusion and they trust Christ. And as far as this, yeah. this is exciting. I mentioned just briefly about uh, this great Jewish ethnic revival. Jewish people coming to acknowledge that, wow, that man 2,000 years ago or 3,000 years, however where we're at in history, future history, uh, that was our Messiah. So Romans 11, 25 through 27 says, Lest you be wise in your own sight, I do not want you to be unaware of this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel. A lot of Jewish people are hardened to Jesus. Until the fullness of the Gentiles, non-Jews has come in. And in this way, you know, they're, they're hardened hearts until all the Gentiles come in. In this way, all Israel will be saved. There's a, not all Israel from all time, but that, this great revival during, I believe, right prior to Jesus returning to earth at the end of the seven years. As it is written, Old Testament prophecy, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob, and this will be my covenant with them when I take away their sins. So a lot of people, and towards the end there, a lot of Jewish people are going to get it. Yeah. They're going to realize, and it may be, as yeah. Mike has said, these two prophets that are actually killed and their bodies are laid out on the street in Jerusalem, and then they're they're transported to heaven uh, yeah. after three and a half days. It may be that those two are the ones that really create this this revival. And then there's also these 144,000 Jewish people that are like uh, evangelists of God. So there's a lot of preaching going on and people getting saved. Another point about those two prophets that yeah. could not have happened just not too many years ago, decades ago, is the whole world's going to see them uh, and what they're doing for the three days. The world will watch them. When they're dead killed. on the streets. They'll okay. watch them. Uh, you can turn on CNN and watch anything live anywhere in the world if the camera's on it. So I kind of picture at that time that little box in the corner of your TV uh, on the screen where they're just showing the cameras on those two men. And at, on the third day, they're going to rise up and come alive again and uh, yeah. Things yeah. are going to change quickly, but just yeah. shows technology and the days we live in. We're moving closer to the end, and things are happening closer together and larger things than they did the first 1900 mm, years. That's a good point. And it yeah. all started yeah. May 8th, 1948, mm -hmm. with yeah. uh, Israel coming back as a nation. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, because we have like technology and everything to make that. That we never had. Yeah, that yeah. we never had. Wow. Okay. Yes, like we said, every day we get closer, right? Mm -hmm, that's right. <laughs> I, I think, again, that um, we're, this is not me who first said this, yeah. where scripture is silent, let us be silent. So those, those teaching, oh, anybody who's heard the gospel now, they're lost forever after the rapture. I, I, the scripture is silent, and I think we should be silent and offer hope that yeah. if someone places their faith in Christ during the tribulation, even if they've heard the gospel before, God will never turn them away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, I would say one final thing on that. Okay. Where, when we're talking about will there be a second chance, the question you were asking, um, uh, Cassie, was after the rapture. Uh, yeah. Clarify, after death, 
So when you're mm-hmm. talking second chance, you're yeah. not saying your question was so that our listeners understand it's after the rapture during this seven year tribulation. They're still alive on earth, but after death, there is no second chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. our, our, our destiny is sealed forever. It is appointed Hebrews. It is appointed for someone to die once and then the judgment. This mm-hmm. is this life on earth is the place to either place our faith in Christ or reject him. After we breathe our last, our fates, our eternal destiny is sealed. Um, yeah. So, yep. so that, yep. so that no one gets confused when you talk about second chance. The difference chance. between death and the rapture. Rapture, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah, right. here on earth. Yeah. The only yeah. challenge with waiting, let's say you're not a Christian now and you think, well, I'll just wait closer to the end. Yes. I'm going to live like hell now and then I'll get it right, right before the end. Uh, you don't know when the end is. So when all the Christians are gone, you'll know, okay, now I'm in the tribulation period. Now I'm in trouble because you're probably going to have to die for your faith. It says mm-hmm. that you'll be more than likely beheaded for your faith. So yeah. yes, you have a second chance. You can wait till after the rapture and live any way you want now. There's probably a cost to that. And I've always heard this question posed, if you aren't willing to live for Christ now, what makes you think you'll be willing to die for him later? Mm-hmm. So wow. better to get yeah. it right now and get right with him now and be ready for the rapture yeah. rather than think you might have a second chance. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. God, God is gracious and he will save you during the tribulation, mm. there is an extreme cost to that. And uh, take away even the rapture, the tribulation. No man knows the the date of our death. I mean, we could, the three of us could Walk be leaving this, this broadcast yeah. out yeah. on the roadway. Yeah, you never and know. And a car accident. And, and yep. So it's not a wise decision to even wait five minutes yeah. to trust Christ as Savior. I agree. Absolutely. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to be a part of the group that goes. I know, that Christ. one generation. Like, yes, that's, yes. Yes, that yes, I know. Absolutely. We're, we're translated, and we get new bodies yeah. somehow yeah. in yeah. transit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we right? arrive in heaven. And yeah, get to see I want to the... be a part of that. <laughs> I'd rather be in the grandstands during the tribulation period rather than the ground floor. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I agree. All right, you guys made lots of great answers that would really be good for this one, but already. But what do you think is most important for us to know today about the rapture? Mike, you said it. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, live, you guys said like... Yeah, say it again, man. Preach <laughs> yeah. it, brother. We kind Preach of started out with this question, really, in yeah. that there is nothing standing in the way yeah. for the rapture to take place. So I, I've been yeah. waiting personally for 44 years. I, I live my life every day not thinking about the rapture. I, did, I live my life every day for Christ, and I do what I'm supposed to do, so I'm not preoccupied with that. But there's nothing I need to do to get things right. If I, if I was told that in two days it's going to happen, I don't know that I would do anything different than what I'm doing today. I'm about the Lord's work. I'm about Mm. living for Him, uh, drawing close to Him in fellowship with Him. So, so I'm ready when the rapture comes, yeah. whenever that like is. That. Yeah. yeah, live live like he's coming today, and yeah. just live your life. And when we say live like he's coming today, uh, it, it doesn't mean this extraordinary. Wow, I'm gonna, you know, mm. I need to rent a van and drive around the United States with a blowhorn. You need to get saved. When we talk about live today. Just, just live loving people, sharing the love of Christ, live in integrity, love our families. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, we get so caught up in something extraordinary, and, and the yeah. least shall be greatest in God's kingdom. I've thought about that a lot. Um, 
that uh, there was a lady here has passed away here at Camino Chapel and um, she was known for one thing she just loved the babies in the nursery and we had a rocking chair and and that was kind of her place mm. and she every Sunday she oh, was in so the nursery sweet. you know oh what yeah. she was ready for the rapture at, you know if it would have happened because she was just living day to day as a servant yeah. of the Lord yeah yeah I think the biggest thing I've heard from you guys is just don't focus on the end don't become obsessed with it because it's hey it's not the end right might might be be in 50 years might be in 50 minutes so who knows and this is only the beginning if you're a christian no fear there is no fear yeah you know uh there i shared this uh in a sermon recently but there's this it's called apocalypticism which is obsession with apocalypse the end times and it normally is accompanied by two things great fear and embracing strange conspiracy theories Mm. um it it, it's it's Mm. always looking over your shoulder is is the antichrist here is that the mark of the beast is that the one world government and um we we talked about this already but it's no way to live it's no way to live john wrote very clearly that if we abide in christ and his words abide in us, we will bear much fruit. It really yes. isn't yep. too complicated. Amen. Yep. He's yep. not given us a spirit of fear. Right. And so all of yes. the prophecy, end times, rapture, uh, 666, any any aspect of the end times should not be something that causes tumult fearful. in your life. Yeah. It, it ought to be a comfort of knowing that I know where my destiny is. I know who my Savior is. He's going to take care of me, and I'm on the same page with him here on earth. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. showing me how to live my life. I'm doing my best to do that with his help. Yeah. And uh, as this stuff unfolds, I may be taking notice, and it may spur me to action, maybe to want to share with other people. So it can be for good that you're recognizing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and also recognizing that as the world changes, I need to recognize it's no longer seeing me as its friend or its component. I, I'm now being separated maybe for the first time in our country, in America, uh, just here as of late. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. It just seems like it's headed that way. Yep, yep, I agree. All right, so let's go to the next little section here, which is <laughs> a little more of high spirits, I think. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about heaven. And before I go into this, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to read a text message from a friend. I won't mention a name. I would love to know what the pastors would say for encouragement for someone who struggles with doubt in regards to heaven. Getting real here, but that's the one place that the enemy really, really attacks my faith, and I constantly find myself fending off feelings of doubt about heaven and what that all will look like. Mm. And I think I could definitely understand where she's coming from because it's like um, we have a book about Christ, you know, Mm. Jesus coming to this world and we have the Holy Spirit and, you know, we have all these amazing things that happen in our life because of Christ. But heaven's like this whole other like thing we have to have faith in, correct me if that's wrong to say, but like almost a whole other faith in that there is a heaven because we can't comprehend it at all. And it's not really talked about much in the Bible. We could start with how to get to heaven. And I think that's okay. one of the questions yeah. probably came out of that text, maybe yeah. that you were going to ask us is yeah. um, first and foremost, as far as doubt, sometimes when we trust Christ, we, we, we want to know, 
uh, especially us very introspective kind of perfectionist people, did I do it right? You know, uh, there are those that that trust in their good works, and that leads to the dead end of first of all, we're unsaved for trusting in how awesome we are, and it leads to doubt if we really pause and we're not arrogant. We say, "Man, I'm falling short all the time." That leads to a lot of doubt and fear, and it should. It should lead to faith in Christ. But those who have genuinely trusted Christ, uh, sometimes I think we, we, we wonder, did I say the prayer right? Did I? Sometimes I doubt. Let me just say that I believe every believer at different times have doubts. It's part of being in the flesh, in this body that's wasting away. And uh, I, I've at times wondered, really? Is it really uh, true? Have I really trusted Christ? Did I do it right? And is it all going to happen the way the Bible says so? So here's, here's my thing, is we have to go back not to what we feel or what someone told us or whether or not we raised our hand during a prayer time. I'm raising my hand. I know we're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're on video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're not on video. Uh, I see that hand. Yeah, I see that hand. Uh, we have to go back to today in this moment what do i believe about jesus and, and that that's and and where am i getting the information of what i believe the information comes from the scriptures from the bible and uh this these these questions of who is jesus what was he doing on the cross and what happened on the third day at the tomb who is jesus so i run through these questions who is jesus he is God in the flesh. What was he doing on the cross? He was dying on the cross to pay the penalty for my sins. He is the only way to the Father, only through trust in him. What, what happened on the third day? He rose from the dead to give me hope and new life. So we go back, and my encouragement to your friend on this text, we go back. Uh, we're not dealing with doubting about the reality of heaven right now, but will yeah. I get there? Yeah. What do I believe? Who is Jesus what was he doing on the cross, and what happened three days later from the tomb? And mm. yeah. if our trust, not just intellectual trust, but our, uh, our commitment is to the answers that come from Scripture, then we can, we can sweep away doubt. Even if we mm -hmm. feel doubt, to say, no, yeah. I'm yeah. trusting fully yep. in Christ his death on the cross, that he's God, his death on the cross, and that he rose again to give me hope for new life. And we just keep coming back yeah. to the, re the yeah. rehearsing the truths of Scripture. Yep, keyword doubt, Yeah. right? Yeah, and truth, <laughs> truth will eventually, a commitment to the truth, yes. will um, overcome doubt. As yeah. long as we don't get caught up in our emotions, how we're feeling today, mm. um, or... Um, what we think we should have done. I didn't raise my hand. I only prayed in my heart. Um, yeah. It's what does my beliefs and my commitment align with what the scripture says about Jesus, yeah. what the scripture says about what he did on the cross and what the scripture says mm -hmm. happened on the third day. Yeah. yeah. And I think that connects pretty closely with the existence of heaven as well, because I think a lot of people um, can feel like, okay, Jesus was here mm -hmm. and I believe in God and you know we have the Bible we can see all that but what if we die and there's actually no heaven 
Yeah, the eternality of Christ will bring hope. So one of the beliefs uh, that we often forget, the the resurrection of Christ, it's connected. What's connected to this is forty days later he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And a lot of times we don't hear, and I've been thinking about this recently a lot, we don't hear a lot about Christ's ascension, why it's so important. Well, one of the truths of Christ's ascension is when he was taken up in Acts chapter 1, where it's recorded, um, where did he go? Yeah. And heaven is is, uh, simply a term that is used for the place that God dwells, and we're gonna we'll talk a little bit later mm-hmm. about in a few moments about um, heaven, the New Jerusalem coming yeah. down, uh, and there's a connection with Earth. So, yes. so in the ascensions, Jesus went somewhere, and He says, "There you will be with me also. I'll receive you. I'll rapture you. I'll receive mm-hmm. you unto myself. There you will be with me forever. Mm-hmm. It's a place yeah. He went." Yep. Okay. And he told us, I go to prepare a place for you. Yes. So it really boils down to faith. And I don't understand why God puts such an importance on faith. But, you know, if the Bible tells us something that's important, it says four different times that the just shall live by faith Mm -hmm. in Scripture, Old Testament and New. So do you believe in heaven? Well, do you believe in Christ? What do you believe in? So heaven is just a piece of the many components of faith that you must have in God. We don't get to pick and choose the parts that we like or don't like. Yes. It's a package. It's all or it's nothing. It's a package deal, my yeah. friend. Yeah, <laughs> everything goes no, together. No yes. mistakes in Scripture. There's nothing yes. that needs to be added. Nothing should be deleted. It's it's a package. Hmm. That package includes, and it really ends, with yeah. heaven. That's our destination. That's our finish line. That's our goal. It's God's dwelling place, and he wants us to be there with him. Yeah. And he put us on earth in the first place in righteousness, Adam and Eve, before they sinned, before the fall, and he walked in the garden with Adam. He wants to have fellowship with us as well. So it ends the way that it started, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep. Okay, so let's go to the second question. So we said a lot of big things there that we probably wouldn't tell our kids, right? <laughs> Not until <laughs> Not they're two yet. and a half. When yeah, they're two yeah, and a half, we'll yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this question is, what do we tell our kids about heaven? Well, first and foremost is how we get there to yeah. a child, the gospel, yeah. the gospel. And, and the gospel is a beautiful thing. It is in its depth, it's infinite, but it is so simple that even a, a four-year-old, I think, is... Mm. Uh, I know uh, my wife talks about, I think, when she was four or five, trusting Christ. So uh, the gospel first. And I think depending on the age of our children, a good start would be that, uh, you know, just a little one. Someday, you know, they don't, they don't understand the concept of death. Someday we're going to be with Jesus at a special place. Mm-hmm. As they get yeah. a little older, yeah. you can introduce the concept of death and immediately with the Lord. That is so important because yeah. children fear aloneness they they and you know in non-believers even fear of death is huge more mm-hmm. than people will admit it so yep. that you're going to be immediately with the lord and then as they kind of grow in their understanding and their intellect um then we can introduce that when we die our spirit goes to be with the lord but there is a future date at god's choosing his timing where our bodies will go will be taken to 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 uh, connect up with our spirits and they'll be changed to be these awesome 
awesome bodies that are going to yeah. be able to do things that we can't do yeah. here on earth. So I think it's stages. And you say, well, yeah, when do I definitely. start at what stage? It's when they are just... I have no, you just know when a child, you're talking over their head yes. and say, okay, yeah. that's for, that's for next <laughs> their year. eyes glaze over. Right, right. Uh, so just kind of yes. gauging where yeah. they're at yeah, uh, in their maturity and, and yeah. um, ability to understand. Yeah, that's good. You have anything to add to that, Mike? I think for, I think not only for children, but for everybody, uh, they need to understand that it is a real place. Yeah. It is not a yeah. concept. It is not in the clouds somewhere floating around and nebulous. Mm -hmm. It is a real place. And I yeah. liked what you asked the question here, and I noticed immediately that you capitalized the word heaven, the place heaven. Uh, yes. If you had written down Los Angeles, it would have had a, a capital L. Yeah. Uh, heaven is as real a place as Los Angeles, a very different right. place, but a very real place. So something that really transformed my thinking about heaven was about 10 years ago, I read a book and the title of it is Heaven, uh, by Randy Alcorn. Mm -hmm. And he really, really unfolds and unpacks uh, what Scripture does say, and, and there's a lot of inference in there because there is not a lot written about heaven. Yeah. Obviously, we're not supposed to be preoccupied about heaven. <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to be preoccupied with godly living on earth, and our destination is heaven. Uh, when we get there, it's going to be a wow factor. Yeah. Uh, Paul went there. He was stoned to death, we believe, and went to heaven and came back and said it would be unlawful for me to talk about the things that I, I heard or the things I experienced there. Uh, you couldn't put to words how beautiful a paradise and how it works. And so yeah. it's not even, there's not a chapter about it. It wouldn't mm -hmm. do it justice. A book wouldn't do it justice. Yep. Volumes of books wouldn't do it justice. <laughs> but anyway, that book that I did read, it did open my mind to recognizing I need to think about heaven as a real place, a real destination. It also helped me to understand uh, a little bit about what's going on there, and, and a lot of that is inference as well. There, so heaven is more than earth. Earth is less than heaven. So if earth has beautiful places that we like to go to on vacation, why would heaven be less than that? If we're busy on earth and we feel good about an accomplishment, why would it be less in heaven? If I enjoy being around people on earth that I like being with, my family, my friends, why would I not feel that way or more in heaven? Yeah. So when you compa start comparing heaven and earth and recognizing heaven is perfect, earth is the tainted version of what God originally created, which was much more like heaven. So everything only gets better for us as a Christian. Right. For the non-Christian, earth is the best it will ever mm -hmm. be. Yep. Heaven for us is the best it's going to be. This is the worst it's ever going to be right yes, now. So yes. that makes me not fear death. Right. It makes me trust in what God's doing, what he's done. Jesus told us 2,000 years ago, I go to prepare this place for you. So he's been preparing it. What, however that looks, whatever that is, whatever my role and function is there. And I think that was another thing that came out in Randy Alcorn's book is, I'll have purpose there. It's not a boring place that is taking forever to get over with, and it never does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, that's closer to hell than yeah. heaven. Yes. So if heaven is an exciting place, because earth can be exciting, and if I'm, go if I'm looking forward to dinner plans or a vacation coming up or a new child being born or getting a new car, or why would I be bored in heaven? That would make earth more important and more exciting than heaven. Yeah. So I think we need to understand the concept of heaven better in our minds to appreciate it. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that was good. Good job. <laughs> 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 okay, so the next one. This one's kind of a little sad, but will we know in heaven if a loved one goes to hell? Again, where the Bible is silent, we should yeah. be silent. Yeah. Um, but I do think this, we will be so focused on God's mercy that we are in heaven. Mm-hmm. We're just, I think everything's going to be, it's, it's all Jesus all the time. It yeah. should be here on earth, but in heaven, it's all Jesus all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. And so everything's focused on him. I, I, I think we won't, I think we will even think of ourselves as, you know, um, wow, I'm here because of the grace of God through Christ. And there will be no crying in heaven, no more yeah. tears. So if someone, I, I, I think on earth here it's painful when uh, we, we have someone who we love and they have rejected Christ and they pass away. It's just, yeah. it's, it's gr- grief at the very core. Yep. I, I, as a side note to that, you never know at any point if someone would yeah. trust Christ. Yeah. I've oftentimes uh, been uh, encouraged people, and I've been in the hospital with someone in a coma, and I'm, mm-hmm. I share with them the gospel. That's right. We just don't know what God would do. So, so we may have a loved one uh, that, and this may be a question that came up that was to deal with. You know, I, I'm I'm hurting already because yeah. my grandmother never trusted Christ. Uh, that's um, something that we leave in God's hands. They may yeah. in the last moment, even in a coma, somehow God intervened and they remembered, oh, yeah. I remember that Jesus died for me. So we don't know. But I just know in heaven there's not going to be any sense of of pain or um, discouragement or despair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would agree. We, we don't know. Scripture is silent on a lot about heaven. We're going to figure that out when we get there. It's too too complicated for our little earthly minds at <laughs> yes. this point. And I, I yes. wrote down to respond uh, similar to what you had, Pastor Chris, there. Uh, we're not 100% positive. We do, what we do know, there are no tears, no sorrow. So obviously there's no grief. Uh, so I've, I've thought about this in the past as well. What do we remember? What do we not remember? And and I yeah. and I you know and I can't say hard and fast. I can only say what I believe, not necessarily what Scripture teaches me, because yeah. it's not teaching specifically. To me, heaven and God's fulfillment of of His full ministry with creating mankind, our fall, our rejection, but then the redemption. To me, a full completeness would be that yes, I'm aware and I'm cognizant. My brain hasn't been wiped clean, but it's in a different context. I'm accepting of it, not because I didn't love that person or that they weren't important, but I recognize that God in his awesomeness, he did save me. I I agree with you on that because we all are deserving of eternal separation and hell and damnation and so on. We've all failed. And, And I'm not saved because I've saved myself. Christ died on the cross. So he did the work for me. And I'm going to be cognizant of that in heaven. So just in my mind... Uh, and I'm not hard and fast on this, but on in, in my way of thinking, my brain is not wiped clean. I'm aware it's in a proper context. It's in a new godly context. I'm appreciative of all of the breadth of God's grace, his mercy, his attempts to bring 
uh, my friend, my family member, my loved one, to faith, uh, in the end, they chose not to follow that. And, and, I, and I'm going to be good with God's will in the end yeah. uh, and how that turned out. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, so I just think of like, uh, let's just say a mom whose child never wanted to believe. But that mom was a believer. She's planted a seed, right? She raised that kid up yeah. to believe in Christ. We know many of them. Yes. Many, yes. many of them yes. are praying for their adult children. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And so it's you like you said, you don't know what's going on no. <laughs> in the end. If they're in a coma or if they die, you don't know. Yeah, so you know, the thief on the cross is just the great yes, story. Yeah. You know, even the Gospels, all these pieces that are added in the account that got allowed to happen. Yeah. The thief on the cross, why was he there? It's for yes. a message for the ages. He mm-hmm. says, you know, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Hey, today I'll see you in paradise. You're with me. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that happened for a very specific person purpose, yep. and that is that, hey, your last breath, Remember me, Jesus. I'm trusting in you. Yeah. Um, and so we, in this side of eternity, mm-hmm. we can trust that, you know, God's not finished until that person has completely expired here in their human body. Yep. Yep. Awesome. I think that's a good place to end that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. Will heaven be on earth someday? So we did kind of talk about this a little bit, but what will that look like? Yeah, this is a this is a fascinating, uh, and I've also read uh, Mike the book Heaven by Randy Alcorn, and he touches on this, and uh, okay. it's it's and it's it's very scriptural. Um, heaven. So, so let me from Revelation twenty one verses one through four. Heaven is not on earth, but it comes down, and there's a new heaven or there's a new earth, new heavens. And the new Jerusalem comes down, but is not the same as earth. So then I saw, this is verse 1, chapter 21 of Revelation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away and the sea was no more. That's not, when you say the first heaven and the first earth that passed away, I don't believe that the first, that where we're going to be with the Lord passed away. You have three right. heavens. Yeah. The um, atmosphere, first heaven, second heaven, Outer space, third heaven, is the dwelling place of God. I think what it's de- dealing with here is the universe as we know it is transformed. The first heaven and earth pass away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. This is my, my interpretation. The New Jerusalem is the dwelling of God, what we would call the heavens or heaven. Okay. Coming down out of heaven, out of the... the uh, heaven coming down from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for a husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. So it's coming down to this new earth. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. So new Jerusalem comes down Above the earth somehow, it doesn't become the same. So the question that someone had here, heaven will be on earth. Um, The new Jerusalem will like hover or be somehow connected above the earth. However, we can um, enter the new Jerusalem and live on earth 
uh, and um, but they're not simultaneous. They're not mm. uh, what do I want to call it? Uh, s- synonymous. synonymous. They're not synonymous. Mm, big the, yeah, a big, <laughs> big word, word there came to me. Uh, <laughs> earth, and so it. it yeah. But it's a big part. The new earth is a big, big part, and I really believe that there will be as. Mike has said there's going to be work to be done. Uh, we will rule with Christ. I don't know what that looks like. Uh, I anticipate great hikes with uh, my loved ones. And, of course, we love all people. But I do believe that there will be, as Mike said, remembrance where uh, I will say, you know, and there's no time. I can say to my grandkids, hey, to my four grandkids, hey, let's go for a hike. And I don't know, let's go for a billion-year hike together. Because, you know, hey, (laughs) okay, you know. So I I, I think we recognize people. I think that we live life together. We'll have projects, things that we enjoy doing. And it is connected to Earth. There's clearly... Earth is a big part with the new Jerusalem, the, the dwelling of God, where God is with us. He, we can go into that city and, and, mm-hmm. and, and be with each other in these kind of these dual locations. Again, a lot of interpretations yeah. on this because we don't have a lot, Cassie. Right, right. But it's, uh, it's, it's how I um, uh, try to understand the yeah. passage. Okay, yeah. And, and this is kind of a transformation I've had in reading that book uh, from Randy Alcorn 10 years ago, Heaven. Uh is that uh, this new heaven, new earth, uh, new Jerusalem is much more like earth than I thought heaven was going to be. And I don't know, I think my misperception of heaven is probably from a great theological source, cartoons, (laughs) as a kid. (laughs) And it's clouds and harps and it's boring. (laughs) And yet that's not what scripture tells us. And it actually, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Revelation 22 here. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God of the Lamb. In the middle of the street, so there's streets, uh, on either side uh, of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, uh, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there will be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it. And it goes on to just give us a description of a place, a street, yeah. a tree, a river. Hmm. Uh, those are tangible things. Mm-hmm. Those are not yeah. abstract things like I had in my mind what heaven was. And so I've just kind of come to this uh, place where I'm wondering if heaven to be in the future isn't much like the Garden of Eden was in the very beginning. A glorious place that God wanted to walk with man, and man wanted to walk with God, and God revealed, probably talked to Adam and pointed out his creation. Did you know that this worm can do this, or that this bird beats this many beats a second? Or I think it was just constant discovery and appreciation for God's Mm. creativity. Uh, We're living in holiness. There is no Satan. There's no desire, no capacity for sin. We have not a body that wants to sin any longer. It's a yeah, heavenly body. Yeah, so yeah. it's just full appreciation <laughs> of righteousness, holiness. Everything is right, yeah. like it has not been since Eve took of the fruit. Yeah. Everything is right again. But and it's, it's even better creation. than right. It, it's it better is. than Eden. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, because as Mike said, in Eden, uh, uh, Adam and Eve were free to sin. Mm-hmm. But you had Mike, capacity. You had the capacity mm-hmm. to say what Mike capacity. has nailed yep. it there in eternity. 
we will not have the capacity to sin. It will be impossible because of the new nature uh, and the new bodies that we have. That's that's yeah. huge to know yeah. for all eternity. You know, I'm not going to mess up <laughs> for all eternity. It's yeah. only going to get better. Yeah. Uh, that's that's wow. a wonderful yeah. hope. This, yes. It's an encouragement to think about heaven. I like to think about heaven a lot. Because when things aren't going well on earth, what are you looking forward to? <laughs> yeah, tomorrow? So Maybe it's worse tomorrow than yes. today. But if I'm looking forward to heaven, heaven and I know I'm yeah. going there, my name's written in the book of life. So if you're a believer listening to this today, mm. your name is written in the book of life. It's not going to be erased because you sin today yeah. or you don't believe as much tomorrow. Or Your salvation's secured in Christ and your name's written in a book. You're going to heaven. That's what gets us into heaven. And uh, we can just rest assured that heaven is something worth looking forward to, regardless of what's going on on earth. Politics will let you down. The economy will let you down. The your military, health. Uh, your mm-hmm. health will let you. All everything on earth is going to fail you at some point. Absolutely. So if you're trusting yeah. in this earth, you will be disappointed. If you're trusting in the future, which involves heaven, you have something to look forward to that will not change. It cannot change. At all. It's, it's already written. It's already predetermined. Christ has prepared it over the last 2,000 years. Yep. Amen. Yep. Amen. <laughs> for sure. Yes. I don't know about you guys, but I am really excited mm. for heaven. I like how you said, like, in your sermons, you said it a couple of times, but like, if you're not excited for heaven, like, there's something you need to check in your heart, yeah, right? Is, yes. Yes. Because yes. we're to set our uh, Colossians, we are to set our mind and hearts on things above Mm -hmm. so our priorities are dictated by our destiny which for us is eternity with god and there you talk about a story of hope the greatest story of hope Mm -hmm. is that if we've trusted jesus christ as our personal savior we've trusted in his work on the cross we've trusted that he indeed has risen from the dead then it's all hope. It's it's yep. it's this great story that hope will be completely realized, and it'll be even more than we could even imagine. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the message of the gospel. Absolutely. Oh man. All right. Well, I think that's a great spot to end, and that was our last question. But <laughs> would one of you guys mind praying for our listeners? Mike, you want to do that? Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we pray for those who will hear this message, and Lord, whether they believe in you or not, whether they trust in you yet or not, Lord, these things are true, and it doesn't matter if we believe them or not, they're truth. And in this day and age, there's not much truth out there anymore. It's very hard to find truth anymore. But the pages of Scripture are very true, and uh, they've given us hope They've given us a plan of salvation. They've told us the story, the greatest story ever told, uh, that you sent your son to die on the cross for us. And those of us who have put our faith and trust in him, Jesus Christ, we have the hope of eternal life. And I pray for those listening that if they do not have that hope, that they would put their hope in Christ today and they can pray and ask him, ask you, Lord, to come into their hearts. And I pray that they would. And for those who are believers listening today, I I pray that they would be encouraged by this message. Yes, the world is what it is, and we can read through Scripture all of the description, and we barely scratch the surface on all of the detail that's given on what the end times will look like and what the world will be doing, 
what people will be preoccupied with in the last days. It's very clear. It's very specific. And those things are happening every day. But that's not where my hope is. So does it bother me to see those things? Absolutely. I have children. I have grandchildren. I have a hope for tomorrow. And I'm going to live my life uh, day by day, uh, just trusting in Christ and, and living life to its fullest. But my hope is not in this world. It's not in the stock market. It's not in politicians. It's not in the military. It's not in my health. It's not in a lot of things. It's in Christ, and it's in the hope of eternal life with him. So I pray that uh, as a Christian, you would just be trusting that everything in Scripture is true. It says it. Nothing's changed. Nothing needs to be added. Nothing should be taken away. Trust in Christ day by day. Be encouraged that you have all of eternity to live with him in absolute paradise. We can't even believe or, or understand the things that he has prepared for us. So be encouraged. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.